everyone, welcome back to the MPPA alumni series. I'm your host, Rada Siraj. No doubt, a very popular line of work through public policy is health policy. It's constantly changing and very demanding. In today's episode, we will be speaking to Janet, who works in the field of health policy, public health. She will talk to us about her experiences with the MPPA program and how it contributed to her success. So I want to thank you so much, Janet, for being on this episode. I'm excited to learn about your experiences with the MPPA program. Uh, Why don't we just dive right in? You can go ahead and tell the listeners about who you are and what your background was coming into the MPPA program. Great. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm so happy to speak about it. Uh, My background is in the healthcare sector, and it still continues to be even at the time I was in the program. Um, when I was in the program, I was working in performance and system planning. And my role currently now is as transition um, lead for primary care in the London Middlesex region. Okay, great. So um, I know when we previously talked, you mentioned that you were a part-time student. Yeah, so I was a part-time student working full-time while completing the program. Wow. So can you speak to us a little bit about what you were working I know you just mentioned it, but how was it like working full-time while in school and what was your role then? All right, so um, as I was mentioning, I was a part-time student commuting into Toronto from the Hamilton area and it was definitely packed as you can imagine, but I was really fortunate to have been supported by the leadership team at my work. So they were very flexible with my schedule and allowing me to use vacation days to meet the course offerings that I wanted to take. Um, And because I was a part-time student, it allowed me to complete it over two years or two school uh, years, uh, which allowed me to take a variety of courses. And uh, working full-time also forced me to be really efficient with the time that I did have to dedicate to school. And so I definitely made time, uh, made use of the time that I had on uh, the commute, on the GO train and everything to make sure I caught up on all the readings. Right, exactly. So how would you say that the program uh, helped you, uh, helped your development in terms of understanding the uh, new material from the program, like in terms of learning new things? Were you familiar to all the concepts that were being introduced in the courses? Yeah, so that's the great thing about being um, a part-time student or a student who's working full-time at the same time mm-hmm. as taking school. It allowed me to apply a lot of things that I was just learning through my experiences, but gave me a great foundation uh, because I had wonderful professors and instructors. And Ryerson itself and the program itself allowed for students to interact with current people who are doing that work. Mm-hmm. So you had the opportunity to link with ADMs and link with Mm -hmm. senior consultants or advisors to different ministries. And it really had that great blend Uh of allowing me to learn that theoretical stuff, but then also applying it to the work. So it wasn't just like learning stuff out of a textbook. I I got to do some of that, but then also seeing how it really worked in the real world. In the real world. Yeah, I think that's one of the most important things and definitely something this program really highlights. Uh, You mentioned how the healthcare field was your uh, interest since undergrad. Uh, Can you go into a little bit more detail as as to how you applied your interest coming into the program? Were there specific courses you chose or did you do all your projects on a certain topic? Well, the one great thing about policy is there's so many policy types and there's so many different areas, right? So I didn't have to just focus on health, but Mm -hmm. health is obviously something that I was very interested in. 
Um, and so I guess the neat thing is with health, there's the social determinants of health. So there are many facets to health and it's very holistic. So it allowed me to focus on other areas related, but not specifically health, such as um, housing policies or um, labor issues and policies. Mm -hmm which was really neat to have um, professionals and experts from those areas in Ontario and around Canada be a part of the program and share their learnings and their experience as well. So that was really um, definitely a highlight for me, being able to be a part of a program that allowed me that kind of learning experience. Definitely. And when you were looking into this program, were there other competing programs? Like why did you choose Ryerson's program compared to others? Yeah, well, I chose this program because it's of its ability to cater to my learning needs and then my learning style as well. Now, mind you, that was about seven years ago. And so seven years ago, there weren't as many program options as there are now. Okay. Um, but yet I really do believe that this program continues to deliver what's needed for students to be successful in policy and administrative work uh, in a variety of areas. So you have the options of a traditional master's, uh, so one with a thesis, the course-based one, um, or a research project one, which is a nice blend. And all these options were enhanced with real-world learning experiences. Mm -hmm. So it didn't matter which option you are more geared towards. Yeah. It meant that the teaching staff brought in those public and private sector experts mm -hmm. to talk about topics that were current and relevant to your interests. So it didn't really matter what you were interested in. There was something that you could find that would fit nicely um, to both your learning and your interests. Exactly. I, I really enjoyed the, the times where our professors brought in people from different fields. And it was so interesting to see. It's like, okay, theory, textbook readings, we see it. Uh, but now we physically see what the work is like right in front of us. So I really uh, like doing so that. Yeah. So I definitely want to hear more about what you're doing now since graduating from the program. So when I completed the program, I continued to work in the public sector. I was with a Crown agency then. Mm -hmm. um, I moved into management roles uh, during that time as well. And But I continued to maintain a system level role. And perhaps that's as a result of my undergraduate and my graduate work and my work experience. But being exposed to that system level work, I continue to enjoy it very much so. So um, I still work in the public sector um, and I work in the public sector um, uh, in a way where I'm able to work with so many different providers yeah. so I'm not uh, limited to just the government per se but um, also other um, organizations such as homeless coalitions or other uh, social justice groups or even hospitals and long-term care homes for example so it's um, really uh, exciting since graduating um, a little while ago from the program right so it's so interesting to see with public policy it's not it might be a nine to five a job for some but within those hours you really have to stay on your toes because with the world policies obviously are changing you just really need to be up to date with what's going on especially in the field that uh, you're working in um how what kind of skills has the program provided you with that you uh, use on a daily basis and you can really give the program credit for like yes I remember learning about this in class 
Well, you know what's really funny? So uh, what's really funny and interesting is I always remember this one professor who got us to write briefing notes. And it was really hard because when you're in school per se, you write essays. Right. And briefing notes are something that people would use in a workplace, uh, giving it, uh, giving recommendations, information to a board. And that's what you would do if you were working. But as a student, um, it's kind of hard because you want to write this nice essay with all these paragraphs and things like that right and all these footnotes and everything and i still distinctively remember um having written briefing notes before for my job at the time uh-huh. being able to hone down even more so having those communication skills in a very different way to write those essays in the program don't get me wrong you don't ever get out of those essays but it was amazing to be able to take um take all these elements and really apply them and i think that's always been a strength of this program and instructors and how the program's structured um that allows you to take all these things that you're learning and really apply it so it's not something like you learn and then you kind of shelf it you learn it and then you're really using it um very frequently Right, right. And uh, when we previously spoke, you mentioned the tri-mentoring uh, that you've been doing. Can you tell the listeners uh, some detail about that? What that's really Absolutely. Like? So for those who don't know about the tri-mentoring program, it's at Ryerson and it helps um, undergraduate students, usually upper year students who are close to graduation or around that time, to decide um, what they really want to do and kind of transition from the university world to uh, either either going right into work or figuring out what area that they're really interested in pursuing further so it could be going to grad school it could be taking a gap year it could be going right to work and so my experience has been uh, as a mentor to uh, some mentees or some students mm-hmm. and so I've been a part of that program for the past few years and let me tell you it's been so rewarding yeah. um, my current student just recently accepted a graduate school offer to continue exploring global health work okay. and um, I really think this program is great because it gives an opportunity for alumni and non-alumni as well to stay connected with Ryerson and its community. So it's um, it's been really nice to be able to have that linkage still, even though um, it's been a very long time since I've been at Ryerson. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm so glad you mentioned that because uh, just this year they started a program where it's they connect alumni with people in this program, MPPA uh, students and they actually help them uh, with co-op interviews or going into the real world and it's just so nice to see they'll connect you and you can contact them anytime, go for coffee. So I, I'm so happy you mentioned the tri-mentoring and that now it's being applied at every single level, undergrad to graduate, graduate to real world or even PhD or whatever. So that that's something I really like. The program definitely does emphasize networking and creating links. And I just feel like uh, everyone is working towards that and they're all like the environment for the students is definitely something you can grow in. Uh, I want to go back to your current position right now. Can you tell the listeners how your typical day at work usually looks like? Is it routine, uh, certain procedures? Yeah, no, so uh, I mentioned I'm the transformation lead for primary care in London Middlesex and my work focuses on strengthening the sector work through developing its governance and um, 
and helping it transition as the system is transitioning to Ontario Health Teams, which is quite different uh, than what uh, previous structures uh, we were in. So a very rewarding part of my day is when I get to work with physicians and the patient family caregivers on so many different projects and initiatives. So for example, I mentioned earlier in our conversations, um, the work that I've been doing during COVID. Mm -hmm. And so during COVID, I helped led the um, PPE, so personal protective equipment work, uh, and creating community hub for all non-hospital organizations. And so it's um, it was really interesting and really rewarding to work with so many different providers, individuals, um, and uh, it, that is not a typical day of, of work, but it's, it's certainly a big part of my job is to be able to communicate and link with other partners to help move uh, work forward and so um, it's definitely something I look forward to every day getting to interact with different people. Right so you just mentioned some of the projects you've been working on so obviously policy and research is then related it's it's a daily part of your job definitely. Absolutely, Absolutely. so it's like it's funny because people kind of think about well how does research and policy even fit into some of the stuff I do every day, right? Yeah. And it's it's um it's understanding the elements of those things and how do you apply it. So for example, um I, I may not be doing like I'm not a researcher and I'm not conducting experiments in that way. Yeah. But what's really neat is I, I get to take all this information that other researchers have done and have shared their results and information and and um uh, kind of go over it and understand it in a way where I can provide now recommendations right, towards right. policies and, and um, providing evidence to help uh, decision makers make some really tough decisions. So it's really important that you're able to do that even though you're not the one who's making or doing the research itself. And so um, definitely related to what I'm doing right now. Yeah. So what would you, you mentioned skills, a whole bunch of skills before. If you had to choose top two or three, what are some skills that you need for your job that you feel that the program uh, really enhanced for you? So it's it's a, it's a policy degree in a way, but it's communication skills, absolutely. And how do you interpret, understand, but then able to translate that policy in a way that people can action it and do something with it or challenge it and have conversations about it. And so I would say a big skill is being able to communicate, but then understanding that work. Um, I would also say that skills that are helpful from the program and that I was able to develop was the networking and the linkages. So it's, um, it's how do you work with all of these different ministries and all these different individuals. Um, and so I feel that the program provided me with opportunities to be exposed to a lot of other areas of policy and other uh, organizations and individuals that you can work with that you may not have been exposed to otherwise. Uh -huh, right, so those are some really great points. Uh, uh, did you work in the OPS prior to this position? No, actually not. I've actually never worked for the OPS at all. I've always worked for Crown agencies, so agencies that are related to or our public sector, but I've uh, but I've never really worked for the OPS. And so I have so many friends and colleagues from the program that 
our um, OPS employees, uh, but I work very closely with uh, with different folks from the Ministry of Health, for example. Right. I know the program has a very uh, unique emphasis on the OPS, but it's just so nice to see that the OPS is not the only option. There's definitely a whole new world for policy and research out there. Um, and then, so you wouldn't have done co-op then because you were already working full-time and you were applying those skills to your workplace, of course, you didn't have to go through the job hunting uh, in the co-op place. No, that's exactly it. And I think that's the difference for me and my experience in the program was I was already someone who was working and looking to enhance my experience, right, with the foundation that the program at Ryerson provided. Mm -hmm. However, that said, I was able to help support a lot of my colleagues and other students in the program who were looking for those co-op placements right. as well, okay. which was a really different uh, and kind of a funny shift to be in. But it was great because I was able to see a completely different side and the importance of having that real world experience and what uh, what they were exposed in, um, in in being able to do in those placements. Right, right. I still remember orientation where a lot of the professors mentioned people in your cohort, they, they're your team members, they're not your competition. And as the months went on, I really saw that support and I, I can name like a handful of people in in my cohort that would always just send out links to places to apply to. So it's so nice for you to mention that you were one of those individuals during your time uh, with the program. That's so great. Um, so do you have any other reflections on the NPPA program? Anything when you think back to the program that really stands out for you and that you want future students to know about? I think there's two things that really stood out for me. The first was, don't be afraid to go up to those folks in your program who have such different experiences than you. You might be interested in, say, transportation related stuff and someone else is interested in, I don't know, immigration work instead. But the fact is the foundation is the same and being able to understand and appreciate such a different area and perspective of policy is so important in helping you strengthen the area that you're interested in. So my biggest advice or my biggest learning was to, to go for it. You have these colleagues who are in the same situation as you are, uh, who are willing to share their experiences and why they're interested in what they are. So with that said, one of the more memorable moments of my time because I had an opportunity to work with two different cohorts because I was part-time right, right. Uh, was the completion yeah yeah because of the completion right. of uh, the research project so at the end depending on what stream or area you're interested in there's that research project and it's a lovely um, conference like Day where you're able to present your research or the work that you've done um, and have it um, have a great like symposium and discussion with all these professors who are part of the, the, the field or the area that you're working in but then with all the other students who are doing totally different things than you and one of the most rewarding things was I was able to keep in touch with some of the people who were um, there giving me feedback on my poster and giving me feedback on my work and they've continued to be a contact for me as I continue to go through my career right now as well so I would say that that was a memorable part of my for the program for me was it just re-emphasized how 
great it is to have this community and this network. So no matter, um, you know, although I've graduated a few years now from where you are, that connection is absolutely there and that willingness to help. And so that Ryerson community and the alumni community within this program is very much so strong. So I would say, hey, you're part of this network and this group now, um, definitely reach out to people. Right, exactly. And I, I've mentioned previously in other episodes that the networking, if you're, if it's not your thing, it's okay because it starts within your class. And those are the people you're going to be seeing a lot. You get so comfortable with them. So in terms of the MRP, so you did an MRP then. And yes. you go through the process a little bit for those of the students that are interested in it. Do they kind of leave you to do your own thing? Do you have that support or those check-ins? Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, so it's totally up to you, which is why it's great, but also really scary at the same time, right? Because it's 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 so flexible as to what works best for you. And um, the most important thing is making sure that you have a supervisor that is aligned with what area that you're interested in so that he or she, uh, that professor or that individual can help guide you throughout that process. Um, so I would say that understanding what areas you're interested in, what topics um, you're interested in, and then aligning that with people who may support you from the department as well. Um, one of the cool things is, is um, one of the cool things that people don't realize is that it's not just the professor, it's other professionals that may be able to help you in that journey as right. well. And that's what's so unique, but also really challenging with the program or the structure is you have so many options. So I would just say, you're able to pick what's best for you. And so I was able to have a great blend of that. And I had a wonderful supervisor support um, who helped me through that and allowed me to be linked with current experts and leaders in that field. Uh, and made that introduction and said, hi, I have a student who's doing her master's and she's interested in uh, senior policies. Um, can you work with her? Can you provide some feedback? And how cool is that to get feedback from someone who you'd really want to work with? Yeah, it's like your idol, basically. Exactly. <laughs> right. So I, I just love that. All you have to do really is to show that you're genuinely interested in something. And the professors are so great at making those links and just start you off right there. I, I really like that about the program. Um, so would you say that this program compared to undergraduate, uh, your undergrad time, uh, had you do things that you wouldn't usually do in terms of networking, joining clubs, uh, job searching, or anything like that? Well, I think for me, my experience was really unique, and there are um, definitely students in every cohort that are professionals who may have finished their undergrad, uh, and there's some time in between before they started their, their graduate studies, and I'm definitely in that category. So um, what's, what's really unique for me during that time, I thought, was um, oh no, I've been out of school for a little while and some of these other students have just gone from their undergrad right in. But it just makes that so much more special because everyone's so different and you learn so much more from other individuals. And so I would say that the difference for me was um, I was actively involved in networking and, and joining clubs, for example, when I was in my undergrad. But what I was able to take out coming back as, I guess, technically a more mature student, <laughs> um, uh, was that uh, it 
allowed me to be both uh, a supporter for my colleagues, the other students, but then also get things out that I would not have otherwise if I didn't do the journey or take the journey that I've taken myself, right? So I would say um, to to folks who are thinking of this program and um, trying to understand what's best for them is that your undergraduate experience and your graduate experiences experiences are going to be so totally different and what's so unique about this program is the supports that are available and all the options that are available to you so it just means that you have all these opportunities to be to meet and be exposed to so many different areas that you may not have thought of otherwise right because my background was very much so in health and in the sciences but then policies not totally different, but very different from that. Uh -huh. And so being open to that um, will will allow you to open new doors and opportunities for sure. And I hope that's like, you're nodding because I think that's the same uh, experience that you're experiencing so exactly. far. Exactly, I was just gonna say, coming into the program, like I remember orientation day, I saw people, um, I saw older people and we're going and like middle age or like, it doesn't even matter because for undergrad, I. A big difference I noticed was the age and then also we're all coming from high school we all have those standard courses whereas this program we have people life side business philosophy English like all these different things and I remember the first day of class the professor had asked what's your background and how is policy related to your background and I sat there because I had a health background as well I did life sciences I'm just sitting there like did I choose the right thing like it like am I gonna make this work and it's so nice to speak to you about this and even throughout the months when I was doing the coursework I found so many areas of interest and in how I could apply my knowledge to all these different fields so I really like that about the program. They just take in a bunch of diverse individuals and they're able to work with it. It's so great. So my final question is, would you or your workplace be interested in hosting co-op students or do they already do that? My workplace already hosts uh, co-op students. We have students from so many different programs and fields for sure. There are lots of volunteering opportunities, there are placement opportunities. And so um, my workplace in particular definitely has co-op uh, and placement opportunities uh, for students of all uh, programs and backgrounds. Right, and would you say the best way to get into those co-op positions is to go online, search online, or maybe reach out to people who are working there already? I think one of the one of the things that one of my friends had said from the program was that having inter, inter uh, informational interviews has been super helpful for them to understand a little bit more before figuring out if they can apply, should apply, or considering doing that. And sometimes the best co-op um, experiences and opportunities are ones that aren't advertised right mm -hmm. so um, so there may be opportunities to create something that um, fits with a project that someone's currently working on that is very relevant for the student to to gain a great experience from as well so I would say be open to that in addition to obviously all the co-op placements and postings that are actually available as well because it work um, uh, and um, and am a part of a family health team. There are a lot of clinical students here as well. But I think, if anything that I've learned from my role currently is that the clinical and the policy and the administrative side works well when you have two very strong uh, a, a strong clinical lead 
Fed as well as a strong administrative lead to work together to interpret and actually apply those policies that keep coming out, uh, new ones, updated ones, uh, ones that need to change because the processes have changed. So I would say um, the sky's the limit with opportunities for co yeah, so Janet, I want to thank you so much for sharing your experiences. It's so nice to hear from somebody who was a part-time student. So far, we've had full-time students coming on to this series, but I'm glad to hear that even as a part-time working full-time, you were able to enhance your skills, and it's just so nice to see you enjoying what you're doing right now. I want to thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thank you again for letting me share my experiences with everyone. I loved it. Well everyone, I would like to end the episode here. I hope you learned a thing or two about the importance of contributing your time in volunteering initiatives as well as the importance of time management and how hectic health policies can really be. Until next time.